Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Grow a Soul. Today is a slightly different interview format than those I've done before. My guests are Dirta and Georgie of Social Powwow and we are talking all things Pinterest. Now I know how powerful Pinterest can be but it's something I've been pretty lax in setting up for my own business. So rather than try to come up with some questions myself, I let my Instagram audience volunteer their own questions. So today is really a, a Q&A episode all about Pinterest from what it even is to how to set it up and how to be really strategic with it. Dirta and Georgie have also kindly offered you guys a discount code for their Pinterest course, so if you find this episode inspiring, then stay tuned at the end for all the details. And now, on with the show. Hello, how are you guys? Hi Kate. Hi Kate. So we better say who we've actually got here, because as a first for Grow a Soul, there's two people on the other line. <laughs> so I don't know who wants to go first, but if you guys introduce yourself, say who you are, and then we'll talk a little bit about Powwow. Hi Kate, it's Dirty here, and I'm co-owner and manager of an online business called Louis Mud Store, and we set up in 2014 with my partner, Malcolm Davis, and he illustrated a really beautiful map of Lewis. And so we decided to sell some prints. That's how it started. Hi, I'm Georgie. I work in digital marketing and have done since 2012 with a real variety of clients, including artists, interior designers, hotels, uh, festivals, ethical, sustainable brands. And I've also organised workshops on social media, blogging, SEO, and Instagram meetups for different clients too. So people probably actually both know you individually because of your Instagrams, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, maybe more <laughs> dirty than me for Instagram, but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's really, it's really how I started. Um, I set up my Instagram account when we first set up our business, like back in 2014, really early days when we just sold our own collection. And I had my personal Instagram account because I really love taking photos and I love the community on Instagram. And then it developed into showcasing my products and I find the community really, really supportive. So then we started selling products from other UK designers and makers, collaborations and talking to Georgie because our kids go in or they're in the same class at school. We started talking Pinterest and this one has been actually my biggest surprise because of the traffic. We started implementing a Pinterest strategy and I have to say after a few months, the traffic just went totally oh, increased. So, yeah. Mm. Well, that kind of brings us on then. So you two were talking after school and things. So how did that transform into setting up the business together? Well, that, yeah, that's what we kind of felt that there was a real, you know, need for people to learn about what we've done and the successes we've had. And um, I think from my point of view, I had, I had a lot of, a lot of clients who felt intimidated by social media, you know, under pressure to comment, get likes and followers. And they didn't like the, it, the way it's kind of took over their life. And I think we both felt that there's a lot of noise out there. It's hard for small business to stand out and be heard. And with with what we've achieved with Pinterest, we feel it's a real antidote to that and offers a kind of purposeful alternative way to market your business. It cuts through all that noise and can slowly but surely help your business to grow. So I've had, you know, I've got a client who's got 17,000 followers on Instagram, I think about 80,000 on, on her Facebook page. And Two two thousand now, and I'm not managing her Pinterest account anymore. But two thousands on her Pinterest, and that has driven the most traffic to her website mm. this year. 
So it was kind of, you know, it is powerful, it is underutilized, but with a strategy, you can get results. So Mm. that was what brought us together. And we kind of thought we still, you know, we still want to do our own things, but this is now, especially this year, we've kind of gone, let's just go for it. Let's run some workshops. Let's write an online course. And yeah, we're excited to kind of get the Pinterest message out there that Mm. it does actually work. (laughs) I think that's interesting that you say about your client because I always think that it's all well and good having that follower number but unless the people who that number actually represents are doing something it's completely pointless they're just it's just a number sat there unless they are engaging or coming to your website or buying something and I think a lot of people don't want to comment either. I think they feel, I think that, you know, the community aspect is is great on Instagram and it's such a strong feature of it. But for people that see these big accounts all chatting with each other, and especially if they're mm. just starting out, it's kind of, oh God, I, I'm, I, I'm never going to get that, you know, that far. Yeah. I'm never going to get into how do I fit into that? So Pinterest takes all that pressure off. There's no, that doesn't, you know, followers does not equal traffic. So that that's the that to us is the kind of most interesting aspect of it really. And it really mm. fits in with the whole slow marketing ethos and you know, just slowly but surely you will get results. And it feels it feels really, really organic as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, because there's you you're not there's no kind of trickery. Well, I'm assuming I don't really know a lot about Pinterest, which is why I was really excited to get you guys on because mm. it's something that's kind of been hanging over me, knowing that I should be really doing this it's probably gonna be quite useful Mm. but just having never never really knowing where to start with it it's not something that I use personally really I don't Mm. have any boards like I don't have a house you make great pins though Kate your pins (laughs) for your blog posts are perfect it's just Canva (laughs) Mm. exactly yeah which is that which is our favorite tool (laughs) so yeah I know that I'm not utilizing it anywhere like I should and I know that's the same for a lot of people so we've collected some questions so we can go through those so we've got some from very basic to more strategic so hopefully for people listening they're moving they'll move through very seamlessly so I guess we should start out with you know really getting very basic which was a question that I got which was like what is it (laughs) so how does it work and and how should you set up an account and business versus personal and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. okay I'll, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll start with this one then so basically if you have a website an online shop or a blog and you want to use Pinterest to help people find you then you need a business account. So there's no reason not to have one because it's free to sign up. With a business account, you get access to tools like analytics, a special profile. You can enable rich pins, claim your website so that Pinterest knows that everything you pin belongs to your website, blog, online shop. You can claim your Instagram account, Etsy, YouTube. So being a user on Pinterest is very different because you are you are using it as a search tool to discover so as a business you want to be discovered by those users does that make sense yeah that makes sense total sense yeah so it's basically if you want to be found have a business account (laughs) exactly because there's there's absolutely no reason you know it takes a few steps to get it set up and you you know claiming your website you might need to speak to if you can't work it out yourself you might need to get whoever's um, set your website up for you but once you you've got through those those little steps and we did them really easily didn't we Dirtra on 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 ours so it is it is it is easy I mean you've got a business account yeah I managed to do it I cobbled it together somehow so (laughs) So I think a lot of people get kind of put off even at that kind of first hurdle but if you can just get through those little technical bits then it's absolutely worth it so then we've spoken about it driving traffic so how does that actually work how does it drive traffic to your website once you've claimed your site and everything so i'm going to start with for example if you have a blog or you write blog posts or you have a product or product or service then you have to create pins for pinterest so you can pin them onto your board or save them onto your board and then people will find them because you have to put your link your landing page into the pin and when people find your pin by searching for it, for example, because you have to 
put keywords into your description, then they click on it and land on that particular page. So you have to select the right page as well, but that's the key. You have your link in your pin. You can think of it as, for example, you've got a mood board. So each of your boards is like a mood board and you've got pins from other people, like other content, but also you've got your own pins on there. So when people land on it, they're repinning your pin. And by doing so, they're spreading the word. So it's, it's evergreen. So if one person pins it, then another person can pin it as well. But every time they click on it, it will land on your page. So that's how you get the traffic and you spread the word about this particular product or this particular blog post. You have to remember each pin or average pin gets repinned at least 11 times. It does take sometimes about three and a half months. It can take a little bit longer, but once the search engine which Pinterest is picked up on your pin, it will come up when people put these search items into the search bar or search word, which is the user on Pinterest, which is people who search, for example, they're decorating their hallway and they're searching for a particular product. So they've got maybe a board about that and they save it to that board and then come back later to discover or buy this product. So really, that's how it starts and that's how you get engagement. And then this pin will just work its way through it. It will just stay on there. It doesn't disappear. It stays on Pinterest. So yeah, that's how it all starts, really. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you that, um, what is repinning? <laughs> because this is something yeah. that I've heard of a lot. People are like, oh, you just, you get it repinned and you have to go and repin. Like what, what is that and how do you do it? <laughs> That's right. It's a good question because some people wouldn't know. Well, actually Pinterest doesn't use that term anymore. They use the term save. So let's say Every time someone saves your pin, that's the same thing, saving or repinning. Repinning re is really an old term they used when Pinterest first started. But when you do it now, when you have your little save button on your pin or on a picture, on the particular picture on your website, it said, says save. So people go to people's websites, for example, to save that pin which is really it's a picture with a link so when they click on it it takes them back to that website so that's repinning and people still use that term I don't think it will ever go away and probably because it's repinning not save it sounds like it should be something more complicated than just saving <laughs> mm. I think that's why Pinterest changed it I think as it's evolved they realized that was a con confusing mm. term I think so we've talked about how it drives traffic and that sort of thing and so how are the, what are the main ways in which it differs from other social media? So somebody asked, can you build a community on Pinterest in the same way that you would somewhere like Instagram? No. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's the first, I think the first thing to understand about Pinterest is it's a visual search engine. It's not, it's not social media. So it's where people go to discover, research, plan. It's not, it's not about building a, a community. So it, it, its primary goal is driving traffic. So I think we've done a lot of kind of, a lot of our strategy involves how Pinterest does work with Instagram because Instagram's where Dirta has built her community. It's then how then she uses that on Pinterest. And that definitely works. They really complement each other because an Instagram post has such a short life. It's instant. So all the time you spend planning that Instagram post, creating the beautiful flat lay of your of your products if you're a creative business owner, to then just have it disappear into kind of the throes of Instagram. It's it's whereas it then can go onto your Instagram, say Pinterest board, and get shared and shared and just have a much longer shelf life. So no, you, you can't have a community, but you don't need one. And I think that's where it's really attractive to people who maybe don't want the community thing. They find, they just want to be able to spend an hour a week on, on their Pinterest, loading up their Pinterest boards and then just leave it and let it all just work for them, which it does. 
Yeah, I, I like that because, and so somebody else had asked, is it even worth it as another thing to do, which especially for people who are maybe working full time while doing this on the side, it's, yeah, it's like, oh God, not another thing. But it sounds like it's not as much, like I always think Instagram demands your time. It can never have totally. enough of your time. Yeah. Whereas Pinterest is, is kind of the opposite. It, it absolutely is yeah and that that definitely for me kind of managing lots of quite demanding clients who wanted to get results and wanted to get traffic and wanted to get people buying their their products the success from Pinterest was so much more than than Instagram even though Instagram was the one they all wanted to be on it was you know yeah it, it really works and it's brilliant for building a community and kind of gaining trust and and all those things but actually yeah like we say to work to work together it's just and and dirt has done such a good job of that on hers and you like and, I mean you find it's just somewhere else for people to bump into you don't you Dirta? yes because if you have a business like for me I've got an Instagram account for my business and that's fantastic but as a business people need to bump into you at least seven times they need to remember you they need to see your brand they need to see what you're all about and if you have another place where you can showcase your brand or business then Pinterest is absolutely brilliant for it because you've got your boards which you create they can reflect your your ethos they can reflect your product or what you are all about so it's a great way for people to bump into you not only on Instagram on Pinterest as well and once you've got it all set up it's not as time consuming because you can pin and then the pin is on there you don't have to stay on and and talk to your community you can do that over on on Instagram and I think that's one of the things that makes me want to do Pinterest more (laughs) it's because it's not it's not another thing that you have to talk to people on which sounds awful but (laughs) it can be you know Instagram you can be there and Mm. like it's never ending I I mean I spoke on my other podcast about introversion and things like that and how draining it is not just of your time Mm. but like energy of being in that kind of Instagram black Mm. hole it's quite nice to have Pinterest as just something that's kind of more on your side than Instagram is (laughs) Yeah, and it's not intimidating. Like I, you know, I I personally find Instagram quite intimidating because I kind of see all these amazing photos and everybody talking, and and I think there's a lot of people out there like that, especially small businesses are just starting out because it just seems so much harder to make an impact mm. now on on Instagram. So for people just starting out with a, you know, that it's a a kind of side business or they or they're create. I mean, we work mainly with creatives, but blogs you know new blogs too I think you can make an impression quicker now on on Pinterest I think it's there's a real it it offers a real opportunity which which is great yeah it's not just your ego like wanting Mm. to be on Instagram be insta famous Mm. (laughs) yeah and it's horrible you know if you spend so much time working on an Instagram post and then don't get any likes or comments yeah it's like (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh for example if you if you're a maker if you if you create things and you have a really busy period, for example, just let's say before Christmas or the run up to mm. Christmas and you haven't got the time to be on Instagram as much, you still have Pinterest on your pins working away and they still drive the traffic to your website, which is the case for me. Yeah. Right. So let's dig into how that can work through the content because presumably the content is going to be the most important thing so how should people share their own content because you mentioned earlier about having a mix of your own content versus other people's content on your board so how should you share your own content so you you share your own content by either uploading a pin directly that you've created say on canva directly to pinterest or if that image is already on a website page, like a product page or a blog post, you can pin from there. And to do that, you you would need to install a pin button on your browser, which which is really easy to do. So um, they're the they're the two options for uh, sharing your own content. And so, if you've got the pin on your website, is there any? Should you pin the same posts 
multiple times or have lots of different pins on the same post? Yes, definitely. I think you should always have a pin or save your pin to multiple boards if they're fit. And also you can create from one of your pins or photos, you can create more than one pin. So you can keep repinning that pin onto your boards. Obviously not one after the other. It has to be over a certain amount of times. But if you have more than one board where that particular pin fits, you can pin it. Because pin loves fresh content. So they will see it if it's a new image, even if it's got the same link to the same product page or blog post. If it's a different image, it will be seen as a fresh pin and it will be categorized as a fresh pin. So that's really good for the search engine because they see more content going out by this kind of this account that has. So I mean, our social powwow blogs, each blog post we make, we we write, we, we make, say, four or five different pins to go with it. They're not all on the blog, mm-hmm. but they're still on our Pinterest account. Oh, so those ones you upload to Pinterest separately. So you maybe yeah. have one on the website and then the others you upload separately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And then that means we're still sharing that same blog post, especially if we've looked at our stats and see one that's doing well. Then we think, mm-hmm. okay, this one's doing well. Let's and you can experiment. You can try different call to actions with text overlay. But yeah, that's a really good way of kind of uploading more of your content by creating fresh pins. Okay, that's interesting because I had probably read somewhere or heard somewhere. I thought you could just if you've got one pin which is the same design and you just pin that same one over and over and over. But it sounds like it's more using the same link but different pins over and over that's more effective you we do both because we have different boards that our pins will fit in so we've got our own social power board but then we've also got say pinterest tips so that one might fit in both or it might also fit in creative business tips um so you can you you can do that too and you do that all the time on your account don't you Dirta? yes because for example if let's say i've got a ceramic mug as a product in my shop I will pin it to my own board which is like a brand board which we'll explain later so I pin it onto that one but then a few days later it will be pinned onto my board which is about handmade ceramics and then again I can pin it to a board which is about zero waste living so every time this particular pin fits in or onto one of these boards I will pin it to that particular board but you need a time gap with that. You can't do right. one after the other. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what I've done. Like, put it everywhere. <laughs> so what's the ideal balance then between sharing that content, which is your own and links to your own site versus other content? Because I've definitely like spoken to one-to-one clients. They're like, oh, why do I have to share other people's? <laughs> so, well, basically the ratio that has worked best for us is, 70 to 30 in favor of other people's content which surprises people they think oh you're pinning 70 percent of other people but yes that's the way it works because it's good for people who are just starting out and haven't got much content to share what they think works with their ethos and their business so they're creating like a little lifestyle magazine if that makes sense so you've got your different boards you can start with just a few boards you don't have to have 50 boards when you start out you can just have a few and then you when you start pinning other people's contents it still means you're showing them what your ethos is about what your ideas are about so for example my board I've got like seasonal boards, which uh, which are about a natural winter, a natural uh, summer, spring or autumn. And so I pin other people's content about winter, spring and autumn. But I also pin my products into them. For example, really warm and cozy socks. Do you see what I mean? So, But it's not just about my product. It's about what I feel about this. Everything should be natural, zero waste or packaging like like no plastic packaging and so natural photography so that's what they are about and that's how you start creating this mood board about your business or brand so it's a yeah it's about creating a visual magazine that when you're starting out or even not starting out that you can't can't always get all that imagery yourself no no you can't so is there a benefit 
other than that, like, does Pinterest love it when you share other people's content more? Yeah, yeah, that shows you as a kind of good user if you've got a mix of they they know that that you know they're a search engine they they kind of reward people mm-hmm. in the algorithm if you share other people's content as well mm-hmm. as your own. Okay, and also if it's really important you share good quality, like these pins have to, for example, they can link to a really interesting blog post about zero-waste living. Mm-hmm. So you're actually showing people, look look at this blog post and you can discover things yourself as well. That's interesting because like, when I was looking at pins, you might see a really nice pin, but then click the link and it's gone to a really dodgy looking mm. website. Which is why you need to check. Yeah, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good idea to check where they're linked to. And also by checking, you discover things yourself. It's it's great. It's absolutely mm. fabulous. So for all your pins, so you know you're you've got your own that you're going to be pinning and repinning. You've got you know you've got to add other people's. So what then do the boards look like? So you've kind of mentioned you've got your own social power one. So and also your themed one. So what what do we do about boards? <laughs> well, what we suggest is to have one or two boards which are just about your content. For example, there can be one board just about your products and another board about your latest news and the rest of your boards should be all themed boards so where you um, uh, themes which fit with your business or brand and that's where you can pin your pins to it and that's where you pin other content to it so really it's a a couple of boards maybe three because you might have one for your instagram posts as well but the rest is theme boards really I mean, if you've got a lot of if you've got a lot of different kind of sections to your business, you could have, you know, many boards that are just your own. But you you don't want to have kind of a board with just four pins in it. So and and you know, that might then mean you kind of want to merge a, a couple of boards because if you're building this online lifestyle magazine, visual magazine, you you want to make sure that each board has got quality pins in it and and a lot of quality pins in it. So, you know, I've got clients who've got a blog post board, an events board, but that's because they've been going for a long time and they've just built up these boards. But that's where you just have your content, yeah, like Dirt said, and then the others are where you think your content can fit. Mm. So it's best, would you say if you're starting out to go with, start your boards as being more general and then, make smaller ones as you generate more content so rather than if you're starting out have like a sock board a cup board and you've only got one pin to put in each of those just put one product board and then maybe later start developing those other ones yeah definitely definitely yeah but always try and we always try and make niche boards as well because they're going to get found more on search and they also get found on google too so the more niche, the more the more you niche down, the more likely they are to be found. So if you just if you say have just got a sock board, loads of people will have a sock board. So you kind of got to go about what are these socks? Are these socks? Mm-hmm. You know, these are cozy socks for the winter for women, for men. You know, really. And then the the niche your boards are, the more chance you have of being discovered. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so it's very similar to Google search like that. Mm. and that's the same for the pin are we going to talk about pin descriptions in a bit or should we dig into that a little bit yeah no we can do that. Yeah, <laughs> we can <talk> that <laughs> what do we do with our pin descriptions <laughs> yeah yeah so um following on nicely to pin descriptions <laughs> we so so yes it's a search engine as we've established and people will type in search so when you go in the search bar when you type in there for something little tiles come up underneath and that shows you what people are searching for. So if you put, say, a curry in there, mm-hmm. it might then underneath it will come up chicken, vegetarian, spicy, you know, all these different options. So that kind of gives you clues of what people are searching for and what one, it gives you idea for content, but also um, what to label your boards and to um, your pin descriptions. So the descriptions need to be what what is happening in that image. So you can go into details like colour, what they can be used for. So going back to Dirta's um, ceramic coffee mug, it can be you can drink a cup mm-hmm. of coffee with this in the morning. So just thinking of all the things that people might type in. Yeah, and then and then there's hashtags. 
<laughs> as well, which are completely different to uh, Instagram. So there's no ones to attract a community and build a community. That's not what it's about. It's all about exactly what it is. So it's, it's kind of old school Instagram. It's, it's, it's the hashtag. But what is the image? Ceramic handcrafted cup. That's the hashtag. Another one could be handmade gifts. So that's what goes in. And that, if people click on that in that hashtag, the most recent posts using that hashtag will come up. See, I always thought that hash- there were no hashtags on Pinterest. Oh, that's quite a new thing, isn't it? Oh. They've been using them now for about 18 months, is it, Dota? Yeah. Mm. We're fairly new. So they've introduced them, but it's still early days like we're still kind of testing them all the time because we found that sometimes owls come up you know even though Pinterest states that yes they come up in order sometimes they do sometimes they don't so it still does seem like it's got an algorithm Mm -hmm. yeah at the moment we're kind of we, we sort of our advice within with hashtags is to just get into the habit of using yeah. them because we think Pinterest has got a plan with these and it's yeah. going to become more useful and so yeah just get into the habit of including three or four I think two to three if you use them two to three or maybe uh, even just one or even just your brand hashtag so if they click on that one all your other pins will come up that's a little trick that's what I do. I put Lewis, if it's for my shop, I put Lewis Map Store, hashtag Lewis Map Store. So if someone would click on that one, all my other pins come up as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I did not know that. And so you keep them very specific and descriptive, but then it's just another way to push people into your content, I guess, and to get discovered in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why not use it? Why not use them? That's I think the at this stage it's like why? And they change it, you know, Pinterest are really what I kind of really love about Pinterest, they've got a brilliant mm. business blog and they, unlike Google who like to keep everything they're doing secret, they tell you what they're doing. They tell you when they've made mm. an update. And it's like they're on they're on our side. So I think there's a lot of kind of confliction at the moment with collaborations and um, advertising on Instagram and Facebook and whether you can and how do you endorse a brand and should you be putting, whereas Pinterest love it. They love that. They want people to be doing that. So all things like that, you know, gift guides and collaborating with different brands and, you know, especially, you know, for bloggers who want to do, do stuff like that they are seen, visibly seen to be rewarding people to, that do mm-hmm. that. So it's the complete opposite of the others yeah. at the moment. So you just feel like it's a really friendly mm. space, an encouraging space to kind of for business. Yeah, I guess we're all as well so used to Google and Instagram slash Facebook being so secretive and everybody second guessing and spreading rumours that we approach Pinterest with the same way. But actually they're, they've got a blog telling you what, what the truth is so there's no need to get sucked into the oh is it true that you don't get featured if you don't pat your tummy and rub your head and all that kind of stuff you get with Instagram yeah exactly yeah yeah and they want to they sort of they've had feedback that that people um you know the smart feed which was introduced which works really similar to to the Instagram um Mm. feed where it 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 gives you the content that they think you want to see and they think that suits you best. But actually, Pinterest users were like, no, we, we, we do want that. We like that. But actually, we want to see what our followers, what the people we've chosen, the accounts we've chosen to follow. Because of that, they then also set up a follower feed, which is quite recent. So you then have the option. You can mm. click on your smart feed or your follower feed and get in chronological order mm. everything that the people you follow have pinned with the most recent at the top, which is brilliant. <laughs> good old pinterest <laughs> yeah. yeah so in terms of getting people to see your pins is it about the hashtags and your descriptions that are really the thing that you need to yeah. do it's every, it's that beautiful images beautiful pins eye-catching mm. something that you know it's the it's the it's the image that will grab people's attention but it's the description that will make them want to click through so in terms of the images, what is there any kind of guidelines about that? Or is it just similarly to Instagram, just taking photos that are nice? 
I think it's both. People love to see the product shot, just the product, because they have maybe a list where they have like a wish list, a board with a wish list, and I like to pin it to, and then they remember, oh, that product, it's the one. I was really want to check it out later. But then also people really love lifestyle photography. So these lifestyle photos or landscape photos, which go with, for example, really popular themes on Instagram, oh, sorry, on Pinterest, Uh travel travel photos or food photography it's huge or just not like just your usual lifestyle photos at home so things like that where they can also see how you can use that product and text overlay so text overlay is, is a kind of weird one on instagram isn't it some people get find it really works for them others don't but it, it definitely works on 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 Pinterest with a call to action so you can have your you know beautiful lifestyle product shot of hats so people can see how it fits you know will fit in their life and then a nice kind of text overlay to go with that as well so and your logo mm. um, so you can brand your photo. Mm. I think for, for service-based businesses that's what I because obviously when when I do go on Pinterest the very rare times I do that's the sort of thing that I see and get shown because Mm -hmm. that's what I've got on my boards is marketing stuff um and that seems to be very prominent in that kind of service space is that it's all text overlay over like stock images of laptops and things (laughs) I just use I just use my own Instagram photos because I'm not taking different photos (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's good to have a mix as well. Even if you're a service and like you, you take beautiful photos to use them as well as your photos with text overlay. So have a mix of that is absolutely perfect. Good. Glad I'm accidentally doing it. (laughs) I think that's the thing with Pinterest, though. People do are accidentally getting results, you know, and I think people would be pleasantly surprised if they if they kind of put, you know, looked at what traffic Pinterest was sending them without doing anything at all. Mm. Yeah, I did. I had, um, I've not checked it for a, a while, but there was definitely a point last year where I went on to my traffic and Pinterest was like my third highest referrer. And I've literally like not pinned anything. I just like pinned some stuff in a fury a few months earlier and then, then left it. But yeah, so when people are, starting out they've got their fresh new account how can they get noticed quickly or is is that an oxymoron it's no quickly yeah I think I think it's the just it's just the same it's just all the same if you've got good content I mean the thing is people might click on your on your website but they might not do anything while they're there so you you really need when people are starting out you do the first thing to get right mm-hmm. is your is your website is your is your online shop is your blog because if if you're then putting that content onto pinterest the the goal is that you mm-hmm. want them to land on your own platform and if there's you and you don't want them to bounce straight off again so you want them to stay on there look around mm-hmm. and you know ideally buy buy what's there so that's the that's definitely the sort of first thing to get right and it all you know it's like everything if that's what you need you need that starting point to then be able to to share that great content on on this platform certainly and all the others too yeah I like that that's a really good answer (laughs) that it has to start with the thing that you because we all do that we all want like our Instagram feed to be the best ever and to have the best ever Pinterest but it's got to result in something on your own channel and yeah making your own channel the best Mm. and that's the one you own you know that's yours that's the most important one it's like that and your email list are the things you've got control over these are just the things that are going to get you get you you know get those people to you but the thing you want to be in absolute control of of your own of your own platform Mm -hmm, definitely so quite a specific question that we got from somebody who seems to be quite an avid Pinterest user was she said that the same photos seem to always do the rounds week after week on Pinterest how do I get my photo to be one of those always doing the rounds which I guess is kind of a roundabout way of asking how you get a viral pin I think it will take 
time, doesn't it, Georgie? Mm-hmm. It just takes mm-hmm. it takes time for a pin to, to be discovered because it's a search engine. So you have to be patient and and watch your pins, see what the reaction is, and if you've got a pin which is popular, which does get repinned, why not create something similar and pin again? But be patient because some of these pins, if you look. When they have been pinned for the first time, you can see some of them, for example, if it's a blog post, they might be already around for like a couple of years. And then, of course, the search engine has picked up on it and people have been pinning this particular pin for a while. Mm. They, they take a while to get seeded in, don't they? So, But I mean, it, it's definitely possible. And, and I think have a look at, you know, do your research, oh. look on Pinterest, look at those ones that are getting loads of saves and replicate mm. it. Put your own spin on it, you know, do something. If that if that's the pin that kind of fits what you're doing, then do something similar. Or And also kind of be aware of what's topical, what's trending, you know, and try and really maximise on that as well of things that people, you know, things that people are talking about. And that can then make your pin go viral for sure. And, and I've had some big successes with that with, with my clients of just kind of tapping into what everybody's talking about, creating a pin, bang, and and then two years later it's had 19,000 saves and that blog post is still mm. three years on the highest, you know, traffic driver. So it's just, it's just do, I think, doing your research. And that's what Pinterest is great. You can really use it as a, as a research tool to, to develop and define your kind of aesthetic, your mm-hmm. your business, and and really see your business through fresh eyes, and start to develop, kind of become a brand rather than a business. I think that's what Pinterest has really done mm-hmm. for for us. Yeah, that's such a good point. That was because I guess if you're doing the same kind of style of pin over and over, and and you're not getting that kind of virality or, or whatever it is that you want like you've got to change something up there's not it's not like it sounds like you've got a pin and there's something you can do to push that pin it's about changing it up and looking at what is doing well and being more like that I guess mm, why not you know and just te- and testing different things testing different co- you know text overlays different colors different backgrounds and, and and yes, that, that bit does take time, but it's worth it. Definitely worth it, yeah. Okay, so this one's quite a general open-ended question, which is, how do you grow <laughs> on Pinterest? <laughs> it's a good question, though. And I think you grow by being consistent and pin quality pins or save quality pins. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to use the word save. But be consistent. So don't save 20 pins on one day and then nothing for a whole week. Save five pins every day, five quality pins, not only your content, other people's content, and that's how you grow. You need, you need a scheduling tool, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely do. <laughs> so when you are finding, to, to pin other people's content, are you literally just searching something in the bar and picking some that look good to pin that day? Yeah, it's a mix. You can you can go on your you can go on your smart feed and choose pins from there. You can go on your follower feed, and then also just articles you come across. You know, I mean, I'm constantly coming across things just on other people's blogs. I'm I'm signed up to like lots of different mailing lists, so theirs come through, pointing me to an article. I've done that with yours, Kate. Get your thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and then and I think, oh, that's such an interesting article. I'm going to save that on one of my on one of my Pinterest boards. So you just can be just if it's on, you know, it's on your phone. It's so easy. You can just be doing it all the time. That's manually, but then you've also got if you've got a scheduling tool, you can just be topping that scheduling tool up, and then it's just going out and doing it for you. Yeah. So it's just, and this is a point for me more than anything. It's tuning into the fact that this might be an opportunity for Pinterest rather than just like, oh, I enjoyed reading that. I'm going to leave. It's backing it up with that extra step. But yeah, as we've mentioned, scheduling tools. A couple of questions we got were around. Tailwind, which I guess is the only one, the main one, and kind of is it necessary? It's the approved one by Pinterest, okay. so that's the one that um, 
I mean, we love it. We use it all the time. And it's necessary if you want to, if you want to really make Pinterest work for you and have a, have a strategy, then I now, I'm, I'm kind of at the stage that I can just pin, just spend an hour a week on, on Pinterest and that is it. So loading up Tailwind, the schedule, you know, the scheduling for five to 10 pins every day, mm. uh, creating a couple of pins myself, bang, and then it's done. And then I just leave it until the next week. So it suits my kind of working week perfectly because I have my my Pinterest scheduling day. You do you have that as well, don't you, Dirta? Yes, I have, yeah. Pinterest scheduling day. And if I if I if I want to pop onto Pinterest again for some research or I'll find some nice ones, check out what the other people have been pinning, the people I follow or accounts I follow. I do it again on another day, but there is no there's no pressure if I've scheduled all my pins for the whole week and I have a really busy week, I don't have to go back onto Pinterest if, if I haven't got the time. So I can then go and schedule again on my next scheduling day. So when you when you have really busy periods, that works perfectly for me. So I couldn't do it without Tailwind, really. So, yeah, it's necessary if you don't want to spend every day on Pinterest, I guess. If you if you want to commit to Pinterest, but also not have to be popping in every day to put some pins out, like Tailwind is the only way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and it's not I mean, it's you, you get a free trial and and then you pay ten dollars a month and it is money well spent. Yeah. I mean, compared to the time of spending an hour on Pinterest every day versus an hour on Pinterest every week. Like that that's a fair enough investment, I think. No, best money spent for me. <laughs> Definitely. Good. Well, that was a whistle stop tour through Pinterest. <laughs> mm, and there's so much more to it still. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So how all the other questions people might have or what else there is to it. Um, tell us a little bit about like resources you've got and things that you've got coming up that people can dig into Pinterest with you more. So you can you can find us on our on our website, which is socialpowerout.com. And we are really excited because we've spent oh, the last kind of four months, really, and this last month, you know, every day working on our first online course, which is Grow Your Creative Business with Pinterest. So part one, it's the kind of beginner's guide to set up and it's four lessons and we have video tutorials and step-by-step guides to setting setting it up and planning tips and strategy secrets that we've tried and tested and that have worked for us so we've done a few online courses and we've what we've loved about the ones we've done is the community aspect of it so we're also everybody who signs up gets an invitation to our closed Facebook group so everybody can we've got homework tasks and people can share that and that will kind of help them as they go along to yeah get feedback from us and and everybody else in the group so that's our big kind of coming up news. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're excited. And then, yeah, lots and lots of information over on our website, like Georgie mentioned. We also have a free download with our top 10 tips for Pinterest business users. So if you just like to have a little taster, and we are on Instagram as Powwow Social. We are on Twitter Plus, we have a wow list going out every month where we suggest our latest recommendations for books for creative businesses or creatives or communities. Yes, podcasts. That's right. Podcasts. <laughs> oh, I wonder what will be in the next one. <laughs> I know. Been it. You want our very first oh, one, Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good. So yeah, loads of stuff for people to dig into too over there. And yeah, the course sounds really exciting. So it's version one. So presumably that means there's going to be like a intermediate level one coming as well. Yeah, where we just kind of get, you know, delve deeper into the strategy and analytics and so that you can kind of power up to the next level. Yeah. 
Sounds great. And so I better actually ask you the one question that we always ask everybody. I don't know whether you want to answer it together or separately, but how do you grow a soul in your work and life? Well, for for me, this now, I mean, I'm growing with soul now by working with Derta, you know, having worked on my own for so long and feeling quite isolated and lonely doing that and kind of cut off by working with someone else and having someone to bounce ideas off. And, you know, this has been such an enjoyable year for me working with someone else. So, and it's really helped me kind of grow as a person and, uh, yeah, to help help other people with someone alongside me who's helping me. So, <laughs> uh, And, of course, it's the same for me. I mean, having... <laughs> you have to say that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just the working, it's the community spirit, is is collaborating with spirit over competition. We are all here in it together and just meeting other business people, like people who run their own business and and collaborating with them, talking to them about what what maybe if there's if you've got any problems, someone else might be able to help you. So it's this whole we're in it together because we're working for ourselves. So that's how I grow. But brilliant. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge and giving us all a really good grounding in Pinterest. And I'm going to go and get Tailwind now. <laughs> yeah, good. Get it. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us, Kate. Thanks for having us, Kate. It's been lovely. If you're interested in the Grow Your Creative Business with Pinterest online course, then you can use the code GROWPIN15 to get 15% off. So if you are looking to grow your Pinterest, then go to socialpower.com to find out more. And that and all the other links will be in the show notes, which you can find on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me and Social Powwow on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason and they're at powwowsocial. As always, if you think you have a friend who would really benefit from listening to this conversation, and there's probably quite a few of them this week, then please do send them the link to the episode and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow a song.